morning everybody happy thursday um it's good to speak to you carl here um having my coffee very exciting coffee today um i bought some new beans the other day uh in uh what's it called dark sugar i believe the coffee shop is called in queen's park it's one of the ones i regularly go to to get me beans and um it, I've, I've built up quite a nice little rapport with the barista, um, and he. This was. This felt like I'd sort of proved myself, and I'm in the club. You know what I'm saying? So I've been going there for years. You know, I tend to go there if I'm in the area on a Sunday, going to the farmers market, because that's the sort of guy I am. And I, over the years, you know, he's seen my coffee drinking develop from. Your classic lattes, you know, flat whites. And then in the last sort of year, 18 months, you see me go on to the hardcore shit, you know, like V60 drip. You know, that's, I mean, I'm on the, I'm on the hard stuff now, yeah. And then uh, when I got a, a, my own V60 kit at home to make my own, I started buying uh, good quality filter beans. Uh, bloody hell, yeah, that it's very windy, isn't it? I've got my window open to get a bit of fresh air in the bedroom, and it's a, a bloody gale's blowing, mate. Um, anyway, so I started buying beans off him, and yeah, we'd chat, and I'd say, "What you got? What what like, what's the good filter beans and that, all that sort of thing?" Um, very pretentious uh, stuff, utterly unimportant, you know. We've got economic and. Um, environmental disasters all around the world and I'm essentially just having long-winded chats about coffee beans I suppose you could relate it to sort of the fall of Rome couldn't you as Rome as the empire burned and the, the, you know, the, the, the wolves were at the door of Rome uh, story has it that the Romans became obsessed with food and drink anyway that's if you wanted to read a lot into modern day behaviours in terms of food and social media you could argue that we're at that point of our history um, but anyway what I'm saying is I uh, I feel like I'd sort of got moved up into the special club because last week he had all the sort of filter beans uh, up on the shelf and I was looking oh what's this like what's this like and I just picked one put it down and went I'll have these this week and he went uh, he went oh no I know you won't and he put them back and he went into a cupboard under the till and he goes why don't you try these and they're called it's a round hill roastery uh, it's called Gitezi number seven. Oh man they look like yeah i think he's giving me some bad man shit you know what i mean it says Gitezi is a washing station in the karangi district of western rwanda rwandan coffee beans mate that sounds like some sort of moonshine type you know oh What's that? And my, my wife has just returned from the shops. Hello! Hello. <coughs> I'm uh, currently recording my little morning podcast. Hello. <laughs> That's the level of interest I would expect for that comment. Um, so, yeah, these beans, and this is get a load of this, get a load of the flavour notes it's saying. It says, we are tasting notes of blackcurrant, tropical fruits, and white wine. Oh, that's what you want in your coffee, in it. I want tropical fruits and white wine every time I sit down to have my caffeine. Um, anyway, let's taste it. I haven't tasted it yet since I started recording. This is my first taste of Gatetti number sevens. Let's see what it's saying. 
holy shit it's really good it's genuinely really good I'm not just saying that oh that's a lovely that is it's really um I mean have another go because I'm not getting the uh I won't lie to you guys I'm not getting the white wine oh yeah I can see it I can see that um it's lovely that is a very uh very interesting bean that <laughs> oh my days so I've realised um, why I think I'm doing this podcast. Uh, I, was, I think I f- I've recently found myself talking to myself much more regularly in a sort of stream of consciousness sense of just more vocalising what's in my head. Not in a madman way, in a sense of like just uh, just chatting away to myself in, uh, around the house when I've got an idea or I'm thinking. And I've realised that when you do this sort of stream of consciousness thing, it's it's so dumb. You sound like a. I tell you what, you either sound like a five-year-old or a um, an eighty-year-old. They're the two groups of people that don't really have an internal monologue. And uh, I, I can actually prove that. Yesterday, I went to the theatre to watch a very interesting play called Snowflake. Make theatre and coffee beans. That's what's happened, man. Jesus, I used to be. I used to do drugs, man. I used to just drugs and steal from shops. And I was a hoodlum. Um, but anyway, I'm much happier now, thank you. But this play, Snowflake, it's very good. It's on at the Kiln Theatre in Kilburn. I think it's on for another week or two. And it's about the generational split between sort of current young adults and their parents' generation. So, you know, in Brexit Britain. So, you know, you have a lot of parents who are, totally on a different political social uh you know sort of frame of working to their kids you know what i mean their kids are proper you know modern day pansexual vegan types you know have embraced all this modern progress and the new wave of culture and then obviously their parents just just can't understand who they are do you know what I mean because they come from they might have been raised in the 50s and 60s and yeah, where things were a little bit you know they 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 thought they were that sort of type weren't they because things were progressing in terms of gender and that but like you know I think the, the jump from the same our parents generation well my parents generation my parents were raised in like the 40s and 50s man you know they weren't that different to their parents compared to say I was raised in the 80s and 90s so the gulf between me and my parents is much bigger than them to their parents and this play was about that with the current generations it's very interesting but it was a Wednesday matinee wasn't it so wall to wall silver foxes man if you ever go to a Wednesday matinee at the theatre it is I feel I almost feel sorry for the actors because basically, and this isn't, a, I'm not having a go at older people, this is great that they get to go to theatre and do that during the day, but um, I think, yeah, the actors have to have to just act with this wall of noise, basically, you know, this constant coughing and sniffling, and, but the funniest one is old people genuinely just replying to hypothetical questions uh, raised on stage, or just the actual things that actors are saying to each other, the characters, you know, um, at one point, uh, the, um, the one of the actors on stage uh, had had a f- took a phone call, and um, and then you could tell that the person at the other end of the line hung up, 
and uh, just an old guy next to me who went, oh, I think she's hung up. And then the next line that the guy had to say on stage was turn to somebody and sadly say she hung up. But that old guy totally took the wind out of it. Uh, another bit was uh, that a light went out uh, on stage as part of the play. And um, I just heard another old guy go, oh, I think a fuse must have gone. It's like, mate, you're at the fucking theatre. You're not sitting at home watching the telly. Mm. Anyway, it's a good play. <clears throat> I think it'd be um, interesting. I think a lot of different people would experience it differently. Some people would definitely watch it and be much more with the dad going, oh, God, his daughter's a bloody snowflake, man. You know, uh, And a lot of younger people would watch it and think the dad's uh, an arsehole. Whereas I actually found um, that both of them were arseholes. <laughs> which was, <laughs> I, don't know if that's, I don't know if I'm in quite a small uh, camp of people who experience it that way. A very different cultural experience later on in the evening when me and Sean Walsh went to watch the film Cats, which, I mean, it's definitely not as shit as I thought it was going to be. I went in thinking, right, I'm about to experience one of the all-time worst things ever uh, released in the cinema and if I'm honest it's it's, a, it's an, ex- an interesting experience it takes you 45 minutes to get over the fact that you know that obviously there are you know human shaped ha- cats with sort of CGI hair on them that is very uncomfortable to watch for the first bit because it just it's too realistic um, and you know their faces are all sort of floating around on their face. It just feels odd, and I think that is the thing that derails it from ninety nine percent of people, and, and they'll probably never get over that. Um, I did, and actually, I thought the last forty minutes, when you get yeah you know, the classics like memories and stuff like that, the you know the big hitting songs in it, I thought them bits were actually quite lovely. Um, I think the problem is they've cast it horrendously. They're basically some of the roles like. Idris Elba, he can't sing, mate. Why have you put Idris Elba in a bloody musical? Judy Dench can't sing a fucking note, bruv. You know what I mean? I think actually, if they'd have just cast it with like people that can do musical theatre, uh, I actually think it would have been better. And there's some, there's a, I mean, it's worth going to see just because there's a few bits that were so funny for how like, they catch you off guard. First time Ray Winston appears and opens his mouth as a cat. Uh, I think is one of the funniest scenes I've watched in cinema. Um, there was also one bit. Uh, well, I mean, my highlights really. I think more because I actually was relatively fine with the film. But yeah, it was. I, I, str- I struggled my way through the first half, the first hour. The second half of the film, I genuinely was quite like, oh, I'm all right with this now. I can see this out. Uh, but watching Sean battle through it was very fun. There was one bit where. A song starts up about a cat called Skimble Skanks, and he's wearing dungarees for some reason and starts tap dancing. And Sean, I just watched next to me, just lean forward and put his head in his hands. <laughs> and, uh, it was very funny. Oh, and also at the end, we had our little post cinema debrief where we were just talking about it as a film. And I said, I think the problem with a lot of it actually is. Uh, you know, when you watch a play or a a theatre musical, all the choreography looks amazing, you're watching it, um, and you're you're really impressed with how well the dancers are doing what they're doing. I said, in this, because it looks animated, you don't really get that. You feel like 
oh, it might not be fake, it might just be animated. So it ends up all looking quite confusing. And I said, what did you think of that bit? And he said uh, the quote, oh, I don't really know. I spent a lot of the film um, not really watching it, but just looking at the screen, which I think might be the most damning quotes I've ever heard about a film. Yeah, I didn't really watch it. I just looked in its direction. Anyway, if you have seen Cats, let me know what you think. Um, I'd be interested to see how other people experienced it. Um, right, there we go. That's enough spitballing for the day. I'm going to carry on and finish this Gattuzzi, or Gatezzi number seven coffee. I will, honestly, if you're into uh, filter coffee, I, I highly recommend it. I think it might be the best I've had in memory. Memories. So, <laughs> right. Bye, guys. See you next time. Thank you.